What's up guys? Chris from Studio Road. In this class, I want to talk about something that many of you have asked me about and something I've been wanting to talk about for quite some time now, and that is strategy. And by strategy, I don't mean just strategy or tactics around social media or email marketing or anything like that. I mean high-level macro strategy from the top. To give you a little bit of a backstory, this is something that I've seen and heard and had conversations around, especially at our trade shows. So at SEMA and PRI, right? Most of these shows have kind of the classes or conferences built within them. And they'll teach you how to do social media and all these other tactics, which is fantastic. But what I'm seeing is that a lot of people will go into these conferences and these classes and whoever is teaching that class will ultimately tell them they need to do everything. They need to do email marketing, social media, Snapchat, direct one-on-one, -on -one, inbound, HubSpot. They need to do all of it. And that leads to two outcomes. First, analysis paralysis. Second, opportunity syndrome. Let's talk about analysis paralysis first. Analysis paralysis in the context of this conversation is that there's so many options there. You have all those tactics that you've been told that you need to do that you can't decide on where to start first. So you don't start at all. You say, screw it, I'm done, I don't have time for that, I can't decide, I'll think about it later, I'm out. So nothing happens. You end up in the exact same spot you were, just a little bit more pumped up, but you end up in the exact same spot you were before you went into the class. On the flip side of that, you have opportunity syndrome. You see all these tactics that you've been told to do and you get really, really excited. You want to do all of them. It seemed like Snapchat was the way to go or, or email marketing was the way to go. You're hearing great things about Facebook dark posts. So you try them. You go out and you try all of them. You know that you need to try all of them and you're not quite sure what's going to work. So you put a little bit of resources and you put a little bit of manpower and money behind each of them only for them to fail as well because you couldn't put enough resources into one particular initiative rather than focusing on, let's say, just email marketing or Facebook. You took all of your resources and spread them too thin. And because you spread them too thin, they don't have the initiative that they need behind them, the push that they need behind them. So they end up failing. Then the conversation in the context becomes, I tried Snapchat. I tried email marketing. I tried Facebook dark posts. They didn't work. I tried everything that she told me to do or that person told me to do in the class and it didn't work. So I'm going back to what I know. Now from there, we could go into a conversation about it's the, it's not the tool, it's the operator, but I'll save that for a different class. That's more specific to individual social media platforms and tactics in particular. We'll get to that later. So for now, I just want to stick with the topic strategy. Here's how strategy plays into this. All of this stuff, all of those tactics, everything that you learn map to one goal, the customer or the end user, right? So if you can reverse engineer the end user, the customer's need and desires and what they're looking for, then you can design and strategize your initiatives and what you should build out moving forward. It removes the guessing and the speculation from the whole thing, but you need a system and a framework to do that. And that's what I'm going to touch on briefly here. We're going to break up strategy into two, maybe three sections. The first of which is we're going to define the customer. Then we're going to prioritize their needs. And then as a bonus, we'll actually start to get tactical with what we come up with. 
Right. So how do we define the customer? For this example, we're going to come up with two different customers. We're going to set up personas or profiles for two different customers. The first of which is your customers that you have now. Now that means a specific demographic of the customer that you have now. For example, the customer of a certain age, location, income level that makes up a, a majority of your current sales. That's going to be persona one. Persona two within customers is going to be your desired customer. If you're going for a particular income level or location, that's going to be your desired customer. So we're going to, we would build out both of these. We're going to run two. Now, as your co company gets bigger or you are bigger, you can break up these personas in multiple, multiple, multiple different ways. You can hit as many different personas as you want. But for this, we're just going to hit two. Here's how you do that. First, we're going to name their demographics. We're going to give them a fake name. This is going to be a fake person, right? So you give them a name. You give them a type. Are they a banker, an accountant, a shop owner? Whatever the case is, give them a type. Whatever that main customer is that you currently have, again, the one that makes up the majority of your sales. If majority of them are, say, students, then put student as their type. Next, give them a general age range. Um, now, my recommendation is be as specific as you can here in all of this stuff. Don't be too broad. Again, this is a persona. You want it to be as detailed as you possibly can. Gender, profession, and then income level. Next, we're going to talk about his or hers backstory, their problems. What are their pain points and challenges that they're currently having in relation to what you provide? If that particular customer is, say, a bracket racer and keeps breaking parts, that's a problem. Now get really intimate with this backstory. Are they married? Did they just buy a house? Do they have kids? Are they having some struggles financially? Are they well off? Do they have extra expendable cash that they can spend? Write all this down. This all plays into the story that, we're, that is going to start to develop. Next, we're going to write down what his needs are and why. Based on the problems and the pain points that we've already written down, what can he obtain or gather that will solve those problems? Now, once you've figured out what those are, write down why he needs them. Specifically, get into the details of, as to why he needs them. For example, maybe he's a business owner and racing is his outlet. That's how he gets away. So although he may be competitive, he's not out there to break any records. He just wants to go out and have fun and enjoy the car. Next, let's talk about and write down how you can exceed those needs. If he's just a weekend warrior, all he wants to do is get away from the stresses of work, right? So chances are he's not going to want to spend a whole lot of money and buy top shelf parts. He wants just enough to be competitive and to have fun. What he may value more and what you can possibly do to exceed those needs and solve his pain points at the same time is maybe have that one-on-one -on -one communication with him or camaraderie, this, the, the customer service. He may value that more so than everything else. So that's part of it. That's part of this four-tier solution and write-up of a persona, right? So for each one of these four tiers, Write as many examples as you can based on the story that you're playing out for this particular persona. Essentially create a story, create this person's biography. Now you can take that same structure 
and apply it to the other customer persona that you that you want to write out the desired customer so at this point you have at least one customer persona and you have a list of needs that they require or pain points now you're going to take all of those pain points and you're going to find solutions for it and you're going to prioritize those pain points you're going to determine based on this story this biography and your personal experience you're going to prioritize which pain point you feel needs the most attention you're going to pick the top three in this case the top three pain points that need the most attention for this particular customer now here's where it gets fun and even though at, within the context of this conversation we can't get too granular on how we approach this so you're going to have to kind of work this out for yourself but you're going to use what you've just determined based on needs and how you exceed them on how you move forward with what assets you build out. For example, if this particular persona is in the search of education, they need to learn more about a particular product or service that you provide, then you're not going to end up on Snapchat just yet. You will eventually, but not just yet. For this particular persona, your objective is to create content that educates them. So that's either blogs or video, right? But you also need to reverse engineer where that particular customer is. Are they on forums still? Are they on Facebook groups? Are they on Instagram? Are they on Snapchat? Don't rule it out. Find out where they are, where that particular customer is, and then reverse engineer and create content for that platform. And that, my friends, is how you avoid analysis paralysis and opportunity syndrome. Reverse engineer it. So now you have a strategy, or at least the foundation of a strategy. Go out there, take over the world. Thanks for joining me. I'll, uh, I will catch you next time. If you have any questions, or better yet, if you have any suggestions on what you would like me to do a class on next, feel free to email me, chris at studioroad.com, or um, hit me up on Instagram, Snapchat, all the good stuff. You know where to reach me. All right, guys, talk to you soon. Bye.